0: Welcome to The Snooze Button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kids sleeping isn't one. What up, what up, what up? Hi, guys. It's me, Brittany, of Brittany and Sleep, your host for The Snooze Button. And today, I wanted to talk because you know what? We get so many... Especially after the holidays, I feel like everyone is like listed out, you know, you get like holiday must haves stocking stuffers for dad, whatever, you get all these lists. And especially if you are expecting a child or like whatever, you're just like registry must haves. You know what, let's let's uh, flip the script here. There are plenty of things that are great. I could talk all day about the stuff you you can get for your baby. But what really frosts my cookies, ruffles my feathers, if you will, are all of the contraptions and gadgets and gizmos and things that my clients come to me that they have and they're like everyone told me I should get this spoiler if they're coming to me and hiring me it didn't work so there's a lot of stuff out there that is going to be peddled to you if you're an exhausted parent Um, if you've taken my course you know that I literally have an entire section that's called Don't let your reaction be to buy another contraption. So let's get into it. Let's get into all the things that you don't need. This is for babies and toddlers. I've kind of tried to encompass all of the things I just see from my clients in general that they're using and abusing and it's not working for them. Okay. Weighted sleep sacks and weighted blankets. Mm, They get these ones a lot, especially because they are. I mean, they're marketed at us relentlessly. I I get nested bead in dreamland ads all day long. First of all, not safe. Just straight up not safe. Not approved by the AAP. Your child at any age should not have any additional weight on their chest, especially a little baby, or even their body, unless it's being directed by an OT, a pediatric specialist. Like, there absolutely are cases where kids, for whatever reason, need a weighted blanket. I'd be remiss to think of a scenario where a baby would need a weighted sleep sack, but it may exist. All right. I'm I am a, I'm not a neurological specialist, but I do know that they're not safe. They do not help your baby sleep. No weighted sleep sacks, no weighted blankets, which makes me in makes makes me <laughs> makes me mad. Leads me into the next one. So when I asked you guys today on Instagram, because I was like, you know what? I bet there's gonna be something out there that I'm gonna forget. And Instead, you guys listed all these things I was already going to talk about, which is great. We're very much on the same page. The biggest one, I think 20 people said Merlin, the magic Merlin. Again, it's a no for me, dog. So here's the thing. If you really want to use it as like a transitional swaddle, you can. But to me, you're buying another kind of expensive product when you can just transition out of the swaddle into a sleep sack. Do you know what I mean? Because once your child is three months old, or if they start rolling before that, which would be impressive, but you know, crazier things have happened, then it's not safe. And it's also preventing them from learning to roll, right? So you kind of have two things happening. Either, well, three things. They're trying to get to their hands and they can't because they're little and it's hard to get your hand. I mean, the thing is effectively like a weighted suit, right? So it's hard for them to get to their hands to self-soothe. It's hard for them to roll in a Merlin, the little guys. And a lot of my four-month-old clients, I had one today rolled for the first time day one of his plan. That happens all the time. So it, it is theoretically preventing them from learning a skill, right? Because it's just suppressing their ability to do that. Or even older baby in it, or just one who's really strong, and is, they managed to flip over in the Merlin, and now they're face down, and it is really hard for them to flip back over. Now that's really dangerous, right? And that's not even taking into account other safety concerns just around them overheating in it. That was the thing for me as a mom. I remember with my first, someone gave me one, and I was just like, uh, I don't love th- how heavy this feels, you know? And it was the summer in New York, and so not a fan. Okay, not a fan. Also, not it's not going to magically help your baby sleep. That's the thing about all these things. The, none of these things are a silver bullet to help a child sleep. This snoo. Mm, you guys know how much I love this snoo, JK. So... Here's uh, our, all, our list of cons on the SNU. And I will say as a caveat, I did an entire, I think I've done more than one episode about the SNU. Absolutely, there are people, they rent it, so they don't have to worry, you know, the cost isn't as much, and their baby doesn't mind it, and it's not a huge, troublesome transition. That is factually, yes. There are absolutely, you know, not everything is super black and white. There are kids that the SNU works for fine, and it's not a hard transition. But much more often, A, it is an incredibly... Big investment for a product like this that you're going to use for a very short time, um, and I find that either babies hate the motion, and the parents now just have like a super expensive bassinet, right, and they're not even using it, or it it does help them. It's it creates a basically a sleep prop that they didn't need to have, right? Just out of the gate, they were put in that thing and put in the motion, and if they hadn't been introduced to that motion from day one, they would be fine sleeping in a normal bassinet. But now they're used to that, and it's really hard for the baby to transition to a regular crib. Um, I definitely get a decent amount of clients who come to me because the baby's getting too big for it, and they're just really scared, <laughs> like, understandably. They're like, this is finally working, and now I'm terrified to, like, rip this Band-Aid, and they kind of need the professional support as they do that. So, like, again, you're, you're just giving yourself something you're going to have to deal with later that is not necessary. And the other thing about the snoo kind of goes back to what I was saying with the Merlin is it is, again – not approved by the aap the aap does not approve contraptions for babies like that they're strapped into a contraption for overnight sleep um and it's preventing them from learning to roll same thing i I mean that's there's probably now that i think about it there's probably like a decent correlation between my clients who have been in the snoo and then we get them out of it on day one and they immediately roll because they were probably trying to do that all along but they were a little bit too strapped in okay slumber pod I know, there are probably some people listening to this being like, damn it, Brittany, these are all the things I have. It's okay, it's fine. You'll get rid of them and your baby's gonna do amazing. Um, The slumber pod, you do not need this. Um, You just don't, straight up. I've had a few clients, again, who've come to me with like 10, 11, 12 month olds who have been in the slumber pod their entire life, like every night for all of their sleep. Um, So they're used to sleeping in a cave. Not great when you go somewhere where there is not a cave as an option. Your baby can sleep with a little bit of light. This is not necessary, right? That leads me into one of my favorite things that you don't need, blackout curtains. I know, I know. Um, I should probably do an entire episode just about all of my thoughts around blackout curtains. But here, I will give you my spiel that I give every client who asks about it, which is there is nothing inherently wrong with the room being pitch black to sleep at all. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying it's bad for a baby or a toddler to sleep in a pitch black room. What I'm saying is it's not necessary. And if that is the only life they have lived, then God help you when you go on vacation and your Airbnb has skylights in every room that don't have a closure or has really thin linen curtains in every room, right? You, again, it's same thing as the same thing as really all this stuff. If you go at this out of the gate, make the room pitch black then that is all your child knows. So when you do something different, it's very alarming to them. So instead, I tell every client this, of course we want the room to be darker, right? It should feel different when you're taking a nap or going to bed, but it does not need to be pitch black. You are not a cave person. You don't live in a cave, therefore do not create an environment that is difficult to replicate and makes your child really hard to travel with, really not adaptable, all of those things. Okay, baby sure <clears throat> again. White noise, big fan. White noise is great. Of course, we don't want or need our child to hear every single pin drop in the house or whatever, but you don't need like additional products to block out every, you know, same kind of concept as the blackout curtains. We don't need to block out reality, right? Because you're going to have to live in reality. You're going to have to sleep in reality. So if your baby is sleeping in the stroller, they will sleep in the stroller. They don't need to have a machine to remind them to sleep. It is absolutely okay. And I've seen that manifest where kids now it's like they liked the shusher, they have the white noise and now they have both right there's like a shusher in the crib and they have the white noise and at some point we do have concerns about just the total volume right like the, de- the decibel level of the room right we don't want it to be super 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 loud okay along those same lines as the baby shusher music I totally get why parents do this and sometimes it's older kids that I'll see this happen with where they're thinking understandably like it's gonna be like the spa It's relaxing, it's calm, I very much understand that. And listen, if you wanna use music for an older child's quiet time, like they listen to some Raffi or something when they're relaxing, or maybe it's a part of your bedtime routine, like you play some calm music while you're feeding a baby or while you're reading books with your child, awesome. I love music too. But once they go to sleep, or we want them to be going to sleep, no music that is stimulating for them it's the same as you know white noise machines that don't have ambient sound so something like raindrops ocean waves um, crickets whatever it's this isn't a baby spa this is a do less situation we just need ambient white noise to block out major sounds to help them sleep and signal to them that sleep is coming we do not need to try and recreate you know the london symphony orchestra that is going to stimulate them not calm them down okay lotions and potions another thing i see a lot on my instagram ads you know because i'm a sleep person so i'm getting all the stuff to help with sleep theoretically no i'm telling you right now your six month old does not need magnesium lotion on his legs to help him sleep no that's a hard no there are no potions and lotions and magic products that just magically take a child who's struggling with sleep and get them to sleep like that is if you take away nothing else from this episode it's that Please don't be tricked into thinking, oh, if I gave my child this gas drop or this, I'm not talking about medication, right? If you have a child who has reflux um, and the doctor has given them a medication that they are supposed to take two times a day for their reflux, of course you're going to give that to them. But these sort of like extra things that you are giving babies and toddlers to help them sleep, no, that is not going to do it for you. and it goes to the other really common one I'll see with older kids is melatonin or other sedatives. So the only scenario in which I suggest parents use melatonin for not for like babies but for like an older toddler or child is something potentially if they really need it for like a very long haul travel situation like we are going from, you know, New York to Australia, right? In a situation like that we have, you know, a massive time change, massive amount of travel, potentially they would use it. Even in those cases though, I suggest you test it before you go because that stuff does not have the same effect on everyone and for some kids for a lot of kids melatonin actually makes them a little bit crazy like nightmares you know almost like that you know like ambient stupor that some people get if they take that type of medication so even when used in the proper setting which to me is kind of an extreme one It might not even work for your child, but definitely not something you want to be giving to your kids on a nightly basis. Um, And I do hear this a decent amount from clients that even their pediatrician who, you know, they're not really trained to like support toddler sleep issues typically, and they're kind of like, I don't know, give them melatonin? Like they don't really know what else to suggest. Don't. Come to me and I'll I'll help you. Okay. What else haven't we talked about? I'm looking at my little list here. Uh, Meditation apps. I see this a lot with big kids as well. So and again, all of these things, I fully get the thought process behind it, especially because as an adult, sometimes doing, you know, obviously, meditating can help you relax. But listening to, to music or meditating or whatever could help you kind of relax and unwind and get ready for bed. But we are not the same as toddlers and little kids. And we don't want them to have electronics, which, you know, it's not great for us to have electronics in bed or associated with bed either. But there's ways that we can manage it better. We really don't want anything electronic involved in a child's bedtime right we have a calm relaxing bedtime routine with mom or dad and then it's time to sleep and there's no technology involved in it that includes a meditation app Um, other big thing for my toddler kids the okay to wait clocks here's the thing this is kind of like the snoo in the way that i'll explain for some kids it's not a big deal right You put it in their room they transfer to a bed you're like when it turns you know yellow you can sit up I don't mean whatever the rules are when it's green you can leave the room but here is the issue if you have a kid who's doing that you have a kid who doesn't have sleep problems right so I'm not saying it doesn't work I think it's a great tool for kids who are pretty easygoing agreeable they don't mind being in bed you know it works for that type of kid but if you have a kid who's struggling with sleep that is not your fix-it because one of two things happens in the less likely scenario which i still don't love you have a kid that you are able to get to kind of comply with this concept and now they're just like anxiously staring at this clock like praying for it to turn green so they can race out of the room okay what if it breaks or what if you forget to set it you know it's a saturday and you were going to set it a little later and you forgot and now they're up at 6 30 because that's the time they had to get up for school or something and you're like oh my god i was hoping we could get them to sleep until seven that's one thing the much more common scenario i see though is if this is a kid who's struggling with sleep they do not care they just don't care lady you can make that thing whatever color you want i'm still coming out or i'm still gonna scream right so it's not it's really not a successful like fix it for a kid who's genuinely struggling with sleep that's my thing with the okay to wake clocks okay my very last one is rice cereal in bottles or formula Instead of breast milk as a means to help babies sleep. Okay, this is, this goes back to some of that antiquated sleep advice I talked about a while ago, a few weeks ago in in that episode. But no, these things, the rice cereal in a bottle is straight up unsafe for a little baby. They should not be, you should not be giving them rice cereal in a bottle. It's just dangerous. Okay, but this whole concept that, You should give a child formula before bed instead of breast milk because that will help them sleep later because it's thicker or something. I don't even know where this information comes from. It's baloney, okay? As long as the mother's supply is intact, which is 95 to 97% of women, depending on who you ask, could be like 99%. If their supply is established and okay, they are getting just as much food and nutrients and everything as formula. So that is a personal choice, what you want to do, but it's not going to, despite the you know theories you hear, it's not going to help your baby sleep if you give them formula or if you give them a bottle instead of nursing. Okay, so the question then is, well, what will help? It's a lot simpler than you think. What will help your child sleep at any age is First of all, them being on the right schedule, right? So if they are getting way too much sleep or not nearly enough or the times are off, right? That's a huge, huge, huge piece of it. They're on the right schedule and their feeds are established and intact, right? If a kid is genuinely hungry, if they're taking in a ton of calories overnight, they're not gonna eat as well during the day and has this ripple effect, right? So that, of course, matters. Like feeding and sleep are so tightly intertwined. And then that you are consistent as a parent in how you manage their sleep and how you respond to them if their sleep is disrupted. And that might not be the same thing for every person. Somebody might have a longer bedtime routine, a shorter one. Some parents might choose not to go into the room at all if their child cries at a certain point. Others might choose to stay in the room and support them to sleep if they're crying, whatever the thing is. But you need to be consistent with what you're doing, and that includes like consistent with when you're putting them down, consistent in how you respond if they wake up, consistent in when and how you feed them, All of those things really, really matter. And if those things are in place, I'm telling you, you're gonna have a great sleeper, okay? And you know what, if you need help getting there, you know where to find me. Okay guys, I hope that was helpful and I hope that you are all removing from CART any of the things I just mentioned for you and are thinking through the actual secrets to what will help your child sleep, which has much more to do with you as a parent and your time and energy, and not a lot to do with products. You just kind of need a sleep sack. Okay, love you guys. Can't wait to see you next week. Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please, leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to britneyshehan.com or follow me on Instagram at britneyshehan sleep.